0: Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? I hope you guys are having a good day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, today we're actually going to talk a little bit about Method Man, uh, the rapper, who um, made some interesting statements that I thought were worth doing a deep dive into. Uh, It has to do with growing up. It has to do with having options and just what options look like. And one of the things that uh, you guys may or may not know is is I know a little bit about options, Uh, not just stock options, but really options in life. And the, the surprising thing you might want to learn about options is that options is deeply connected to this thing we talk about as black people called freedom. So get comfortable, buck up seat, seatbelt. We're going to get started on tv.com right now.
1: Here we are, isms cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money and the power, never be fake. Stick to coach coastline for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own, educate the same, and buy back your home. Got three degrees triple 10, Three PhDs, now we're on the CNN, DBTV, let's talk about negligence, ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence, please none of what you hear, half of what you see, let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce
0: TV, here we are, clean. hey, what's going on guys, welcome to Dr. Boyce TV.com, the home for intelligent black people, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I want to say hi to everybody, shout out the city that you're from, I see Lynn Douglas, she sends me a heart, well, I love you too, sister. James White, uh, Miles, Lancelot Thompson, uh, Michael Johnson out of Chicago, Wayne out of Buffalo. Uh, Let's see, I see Micho He booked a movie before the tour. Yes, he did. Terry Cobb from Atlanta. How you doing? My name is Corey. How you doing? DJ, good to see you. Uh, Let me know what city you come from. Uh, uh, My name is Corey. says, my daughter loves the Dr. Boyce TV thing. Well, tell your daughter I love her, and I love her, Dad, and I respect you immensely. Uh, Let's see. uh, I see see Shiloh uh, from Philly and Darlene out of Clayton, North Carolina. Uh, Temple Hills, Maryland for Shondell Watkins. Maybe we're cousins. Uh, John, how you doing? Sylvia Crawford, good to see you. Meechanomics says, I'm from Louisville, too. All right, I love it. Uh, That's my home city, by the way, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Hey, Rhonda, how are you? Rhonda from Jersey. And um, uh, Daryl from Cali, good to see you. All right, so um, hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. All right. So what I want to do is I want to talk to you guys about something that um, that I saw uh, not too long ago that um, that really um, got my attention. And it has to do with this rapper uh, called Method Man. Uh, his real name, I think, is Clifford Smith or something like that. I think Method Man goes a lot better than Clifford Smith. And uh, and so Clifford, <clears throat> a.k.a. Method Man. I don't know which name he uses now that he's a he's an actor. He's kind of evolved in his career and stuff like that. But uh, he did a video. Where he was responding to his fans who had a big issue with him deciding that he didn't want to do the whole Method Man thing. He didn't really want to go on tour uh, with the Wu Tang Clan. Uh, it, it, the, um, and I'll put his, their image up on the screen so you'll know who uh, Method Man is, and and uh, that way you won't be confused about it. And there's him and, and with the Wu Tang Clan and all that good stuff. And uh, and the Wu Tang Clan we know is legendary. Uh, in fact, they made one album. It's real weird. I think in 2018 they made an album. And they like will put it in museums. They made one copy of the album uh, to create this scarcity for the album. And they put it in all these museums and everything. And they were getting these multi-million dollar offers probably from white people uh, for, for, for this album. And so um, anyway, I think the album just ironically it got bought by a guy named Martin Scarelli, who ended up defrauding his investors. So the federal government actually owns that one copy of that famous Wu Tang album. Uh, but there's more details to it, I'm sure. But that's pretty much what I know, what I read. But anyway, so so Method Man uh, goes on uh, in Instagram, I guess, to express his frustration. Uh, He's probably frustrated with all the fans that have something to say. That's the thing about the internet, you know. The internet, you have to really distance yourself psychologically from the web, or you'll, it'll drive you crazy. If you can't shut it down and shut it out, then there all these little voices, like little bees, in your inside your skull are just going to drive you crazy. So Meth, you know, I think he he um, you know he did what a lot of people did and felt what a lot of people felt he felt frustration that people I think were blaming him for maybe the decay in the quality of the Wu-Tang shows. As you know, they, uh, you know, with hip hip hop's pretty eternal. It's one of the greatest art forms, art forms of all time. Uh, The Wu-Tang is one of the greatest groups of all time. So they're doing these uh, reunion tours and going all around the world. And people are just like, man, this sucks. This this isn't, you know, method man's not there. He's one of the biggest stars. It's like the Chicago bulls without Michael Jordan. Um, And so, so meth said something, he said a lot of things in the video. And I'm not even going to play the video here. You can go look it up online. It's out there. Uh, but I, I I picked up on a few uh, sort of key notes in terms of what he said and things that inspired me to want to talk to you guys about some of this actually and break some of this down uh, because it has to do with economics and money and options and, and all the things that black people should desire to have. So before I do that, though, uh, uh, hit the uh, thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. And I want to let everybody know just this weekend only, uh, the All Black National Convention, which happens October 28th through the 30th. Uh, if you want to join us in Charlotte, North Carolina, you can get 30% off the tickets for this weekend only. So we're doing our weekend discount that we do once a year. Uh, you can get 30% off for this weekend only. So just go to voicewalkins.com look at the top. There's a 30% discount on the A, B, and C ticket. So uh, if you want to go and get get a lower cost ticket now, maybe your money's tight, uh, you can go to voicewalkins.com right now and get that done and get it out of the way. All right. So um, so in the video, the biggest thing that stood out to me was Method Man made this point where he just said, look, I have options. He said, at 51 years old, and then he repeats it, He says, at 51 years old, I have options. And he said, not everybody can say that. That statement was very deep to me for a couple of reasons. When I talk to my children about what it means to be successful, when I talk about what they want to be when they grow up, uh, what career they want to have, I don't even talk about careers. I don't say, well, you maybe want to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. I just say, you want to be in a position where you have options. That's literally what I say. I say, you want to have options. Well, why would you want to have options? Well, because options are the cousin. Of this thing that black people talk about all the time, but but half half of our people don't know nothing about it. This thing called freedom. We talk all day about freedom. I want freedom. I want justice. I want freedom. Don't know a damn thing about what it means to really be free. Don't know nothing about what it means. Because if you knew what freedom really looked like, you wouldn't have to get up and, and and put your lips on the white man's nipple in order to pay your bills every day. You wouldn't have to go to that job that you hate on a daily basis. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't stick your children in situations where they're living paycheck to paycheck when they grow up, because nobody invested for them while they were kids, you would you would put yourself in a position where you have options. I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm not dogging anybody. I understand. I was, I was given that same generational curse too. But I like that word options because I said, that's a deep word. And I want y'all to really process this. Think about this now. Wu-Tang is not, you know, this ain't 1992 no more. Wu-Tang started, they blew up in 92, they were rapping in the 80s. In the 80s, Method Man, I think, was born like March 3rd, 1971. So that means that in the 1980s, Method Man was a teenager. So he's rapping as a teenager. And then the Wu Tang Clan, they do they do a great job. They're super talented. They're they're super creative. You know, you guys know Willie D. I'm I'm friends with Willie D. from the Ghetto Boys, and and they, they did kind of what Willie D. did with the Ghetto Boys. They they came up with these creative characters within their group. You know, you had Ghostface Killer. That's an intriguing name. You yeah, uh, you know, um, uh, my boy, the, the the brother that died, um, uh, uh, uh old dirty bastard. You know, you, you had all these different characters that came out of Wu Tang, right? Reza and all this other stuff. And, 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 and they captured the imagination of a lot of people and brought this amazing skill to, to the microphone that was just beautiful and unprecedented. And it's cool. You can ride that wave 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years, whatever. But here's the problem, here's the problem that people don't understand anybody who's never been famous doesn't understand this. I'm not super famous, but I have I can go to cities around the world and be recognized on the street. I this is not it, me making things up. This is just a reality. I go to London, I get stopped by black people in London. This so so I know a little bit about being famous. Not Wu-Tang famous, but Boyce Watkins famous. Scholars don't get as much attention as rappers. But I understand that life a little bit. And here's the problem. This is something you got to understand. This is really true for anybody that's trying to build a brand or trying to become successful at something. If you're not careful, your brand can trap you. If you're not careful, your brand can typecast you where literally people only see you as the thing that they know you for. Like, like you know, I'm sorry, like like Kim Kardashian, She she was able to break out of it because she's got white privilege and all that. But I still see her as the lady that got famous by making a a sex tape in 2006. But she ain't dated Ray J in 15 16 years. She didn't do that tape 16 years ago, but but that sticks out in my head cuz that's how she became famous. So Denzel Washington, when Denzel Washington got his first big movie role, he said he called it, he said I don't remember what the role was called, but he said I called it the 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 N-word, that he used the N-word. I'm not going to use it on YouTube cuz you know they they already shadow banned me. That's why I, that's why I got a 1.4 million subscribers and only a few of y'all see the notifications. cuz I've been shadow banned. So I'm trying to avoid that happening, but But literally, he said, I I called it the the N-word that would not die. And uh, Sidney Poitier told him, he said, be very careful about that first big role that you take because that first big role will define you for the rest of your career. So with Method Man, here's the problem with being Method Man, in my opinion. This is just my two cents. I don't know know the brother real well. I I did meet him um, uh, on Quite Frankly with Stephen A. Smith. Uh, I actually found that picture. And there's me and Method Man backstage at uh, ESPN Studios uh, on the show called Quite Frankly with Stephen A. Smith. This was probably about 2006, 2007. At that time, I imagine Method Man was perfectly fine being Method Man, being the guy from the Wu Tang Clan. You know, we're both in our 30s. We're, he and I are almost the exact same age. I think he's about two months uh, difference in age. I, I think I was born two months after him or something like two or three months after him so at that stage you know you're in your 30s you're still trying to be young you know you're like okay i'm 35 but i still i'm still cool i'm still hip i still got my energy but then at some point you go from being method man to wanting to become clifford smith the actor you know like mark Wahlberg went through that he went from being marky mark of the funky bunch to becoming mark Wahlberg. uh ti is now becoming clifford harris Right. And, 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 they're, they're, and what's happening here, in my opinion, this is my two cents this is I don't I I can only speculate at this point. If meth is listening, you're invited to come in here and give your point of view. But I suspect that there's a point where you say, God damn, why in the hell am I 50 being put in environments where I still got to act like I'm 18? Why is it that I can't grow old like everybody else? Why can't I just why can't I go from here to hear, Why can't I go from being a rapper to becoming an actor and an entrepreneur and a philanthropist and a grandfather? Why can't I make that transition You know, when everybody else can do that? Why are you asking me to replicate behavior that I did when I was 19 years old? That is very, very stressful. Give me a yes or no if you understand. What I, I mean, I want y'all to imagine this. Imagine if, if they took you, some of y'all, how many of y'all over 35 right now? <clears throat> how many of y'all are over 35? Give me a yes in the chat if you're over 35. Give me a yes in the chat. If everybody who's over 35, raise your hand. So imagine if for the rest of your life you had to go on a stage and literally behave exactly like you did when you were 19. Would that not be stressful? Do you get what I'm saying? Does it I want to know does does everybody get what I'm saying here? Because so so that's what I saw. I saw frustration where he probably feels a little bit like, man, my fans won't let me grow up. I don't want to be method man anymore. That was a phase of my life. Now I want to be. Clifford Smith, the Academy Academy Award-winning actor Clifford Smith, right? And up uh, and the and the world doesn't let you do that. And so I really liked what he was saying. I was rooting Method Man on. I said, go ahead, Clifford. You know, be be a grown-ass man. You know, because here's the thing: this is racial too. This is partially racial. The black man is one of the few groups of people in America that is encouraged to never grow up and actually become a man. The black man is love the most. He'll get the most fame, the most respect, the most attention, the most love from the world when he is presented in a manner that is comical, weak, or non-threatening. Uh, if, if you want to get attention as a black man and you want to be famous, if you're telling jokes, they love you because you're funny, you're, you're lovable, you're cuddly. Uh, if you are feminine, they love that. They love when you're feminine. If you're childlike, if you behave like a child, they like that too. And so ultimately, and and, and you can even be a little bit of a thug as long as you only talk about killing black people. If you go in and you say, and you take out any hip hop song, tell me if I'm lying. Tell me if I'm lying. Am I lying or am I telling the truth? Take any hip hop song. And when uh, Jay Morrison brought this point up the other day too on this channel, if you take out the word, if at any point where they say, I'm going to kill that N word, take out the N word and replace it with any other racial slur imaginable and watch how fast you get taken off the air. They want you. They're they they, they they're not scared of the thug. As long as you're killing your own people, that makes you an ally. That makes you an asset. That makes you a friend to the power structure. So of course, your richest, most prominent, most well-known black men on the covers of magazines are going to be black men who engage in these specific behaviors. You must be a tool of the power structure. So, so ultimately what, 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 what I was say here, let's go back to this point on options. Okay. So we're talking about method, man, and his his old comments about having options and why he won't tour with Wu Tang. Um, you know, I, I liked the video. I really did. And I, and I saw some frustration just as a little side note in terms of what I observed, I observed frustration where he mentioned, he said, I'm a nice guy, but I'm not a pushover. I got a sense that that was like the stress of social media uh, frustration from fans. That's why I tell everybody, you gotta be careful because my, you know, my wife is a therapist. And she explains to me how social media causes mental illness, that if you get too caught up in what people are saying on social media, too many Twitter fights, fighting with people on Instagram and all that, it literally drives you crazy. So make sure you keep yourself and your kids at at least at a distance from social media. If you find it stressing you out too much, just detach and walk away. Because at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of people running their mouth. It doesn't really matter in your real life. Uh, The other thing that uh, he mentioned was he mentioned sacrifice. He said, I've sacrificed a lot for my fans. And I, I'm sure it's vice versa. That's why I love y'all. So he was being very diplomatic, but he was also acknowledging the sacrifice of his fans. But he's also acknowledging his own sacrifice. And it sounded, to, it sounded to me like he wanted to make the transition a long time ago, but he held on because people would put pressure on him. And and remember, it just let's just be clear. Wu-Tang is not Wu-Tang without Method Man. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell you the truth. I wasn't a huge Wu-Tang fan back in the day. I was more into the West Coast stuff. That's why when I brought Ice Cube on here, I was really happy to talk to him because I was an Ice Cube guy. I was a West Coast guy. <clears throat> I wasn't as much into some of the East Coast stuff. But at the same time, I have mad respect for, for Wu-Tang and what they did. I knew about Method Man. I knew about Red Man. I remember those guys all the way back to high school, and, and they were extraordinarily good. I know Red Man. I don't think Red Man's in Wu-Tang, actually. So so don't, so don't all, all the Wu-Tang experts, please don't beat me up. For getting it wrong, let me give you the names a- according to this list in front of me. Here are the members of Wu Tang. I want to just say this because I gotta show proper respect. Red Man, I know he's not a member of Wu Tang, but he's like a play cousin uh, apparently. uh You got RZA, Jizza, Inspector Deck, You God, Ghostface Killer, Method Man, Raekwon, Master Killer, Capadonna, and Old Dirty Bastard. I hope I did that okay. I hope I did that right because I know I got friends in here. I got guys in here that'll beat me up, get mad at me if I get the Wu Tang thing wrong. So I'm gonna show proper respect to that. Um. Uh, he also mentions another economic reality. There's another economic reality he, he addresses, and I want to address that as well, and kind of give a Dr. Boy spin on that. Um, he says albums aren't selling the way they used to. The albums don't sell the way they used to. And that's an economic reality that is faced by a lot of hip-hop artists right now. The albums, it ain't like, you know, selling an album in 2022 ain't like selling an album in 1992. What artists have figured out is that their brand is more valuable than anything, any music they could ever put out, that their recognition, the name recognition is incredibly valuable. Their so their influence is very valuable. That's why corporations will pay rappers money to endorse their products, to get people to buy these things. Look at Kanye West and what he's dealing with, The Gap and, and Adidas. Uh, uh, the Gap became wor- a company worth an extra billion dollars or more because they signed a deal with Kanye West. And so this dispute that uh, that Kanye is having with the Gap is going to be economically costly to, costly to a company. The stock price is already being killed, but for the last three, four, five years. So hip hop artists have always had a type of influence that uh, really wasn't uh, that didn't exist in a lot of different areas. Uh, to some extent, that's a good thing for them, but it's a bad thing for the community because some of the artists, unfortunately, have been trained by these white and Jewish owned record labels to use their influence for 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 harm. To the black community as opposed to using it for good and that's the one critique i would have but at the end of the day uh artists you know if you look at what Nas is doing and some of these other artists or, or even if you go out of out of hip-hop look at just hip-hop culture you look at rihanna and the fenty brand and all this other stuff their economic outcomes are so much greater now that they're actually stepping outside of music than, than they ever that, that they've ever been before and here's the thing this is the way it's supposed to happen See that transition that Method Man is reflecting—that he's—he—it sounds like he's being a rebel by doing this. This kind of, you know, wakes everybody else up. I mean, it, you know, here's the thing, right? I was looking at a uh, a, a clip of the Wu Tang Clan, and uh, and 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 the thing about it that bothers me a little bit is like these these are the coolest guys ever, you know, and all this other stuff. But I felt like the imagery that I see from Wu Tang. Doesn't reflect what 50-year-old black men look like where I come from. You know, where I come from, 50-year-old black men ain't trying to like sag and and try to be the coolest guy in the room and and, and just doing things that teenagers do. I'm not I'm not I'm not diss. This is not a diss. This is more like a matter of saying, like, at what point, where is the growth? Where's the opportunity for you to grow into? you know, into, into grandfathers, into elders, into true OGs for the community. I mean, you know, if you look at the image, right. And again, I don't know if this is an old image or young, a new image. I got to, I got to research. This This is one I just grabbed online. I see a little bit of gray in the beards from some of the guys. So they're probably in their thirties or maybe their forties. And I really think that you have to be sort of reflective. I'm not going to say concerned. I'm going to say reflective on the fact that, that I really can't find images of a group of white men who are among the most respected in the white community, where all the white men are dressed like this? You know, they they look. They, you know, they, they they don't they don't look like they're gonna run anybody's boardroom. They look like they just in the streets, kind of marginalized, kind of stuck. This is not their fault. This is America. This is the society that you pledge allegiance to, the society that you believe in, the America that you buy into, the 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 people that you send to educate your children. They want they want the black boys to be raised to believe that this is where a black man is supposed to be when he's 30, 40, 50, and even 60 years old, hanging on the corner, 55-year-old man riding a bike to, to, to work every day, little things like that. Um, I don't know. I personally will say, now somebody says that's an old image. Maybe it's old. They Maybe I show me a newer image. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to look up Wu-Tang 2022, and I bet you that if I look up Wu-Tang 2022, I'm going to see images that are not that much different from that. Right? Because Wu Tang is Wu Tang. They're they're seen the way they're seen. They were seen pretty much back in the 1990s, maybe a little bit older, some things have evolved. But I would say that uh, as a Black man who's 51 years old myself, I would not enjoy trying to act like I was 22 years old. I would rather leave that behavior to the 22 year olds. And I'm going to go behave like I'm 51, which is a completely different category uh, if I'm actually going to leave my family, leave my community, grow into a grandfather and do all the things that older men are supposed to do. And here's the other thing, too. This is something I've, I've, that I've been that I've mentioned periodically. Just this is more uncle boys, So I hope it's OK if I give some uncle boys perspective on this. Um, <clears throat> you know, when, when you are a man and you refuse to grow up and evolve, not only do you let down a lot of people in your life. But also, you're you're at high risk of dying young. A lot of the reason reason that you see rappers and stuff dying at the age of 38 or having a heart attack at the age of 42 or 45 is because they get in their 40s, some of them, not all of them, some of them, and they still think that they're 22 years old. They still behave and do all the stuff. I, still, I got bitches. I got weed. I got liquor. I got my homies, right? And it's kind of like weird because, bro, it's not 2004 anymore. It's not 1996 anymore. It's 2022, like this is a different reality for you. And so I like what Method Man said. I like the fact that he was reflecting openly and honestly about the importance of having growth. Um, I think from a business standpoint, it was an excellent move. A lot of y'all don't know this too, but did y'all know the Beatles? The Beatles, when the Beatles got to the 1960, about 1967, 68, I think, they weren't that old. They were in their 20s. They said, we're done touring. We ain't touring no more. We'll make albums, we'll go to the studio but we want to evolve. We want to make deeper music. We want to, um, we don't want to deal with all the chaos of being on tour. We don't like all that anymore. We don't want to be chased by girls down the street anymore. So they actually said, they announced like we're not going on tour. Now, maybe they did some stuff later on, you know, Paul McCartney and some other guys from the Beatles went on and did other things, but that's another group. That's another example where they just said that activity was more appropriate for that stage of our lives, not this stage. So, so that growth is very important for, for every black man to understand. The um, So so, so long story short, uh, I support what Method Man said. I think the biggest thing that jumped out at me was when he talked about options. Uh, I want y'all to also just to give you a quick economic reality. Remember, Wu-Tang has 10 members, right? Because I'm sure old Dirty Bastard's family gets some royalties and stuff from the stuff that he did. 10, 10. And y'all know how horrible these record label contracts are. You know, you know that these artists get screwed in their contracts. Give me a yes or no if you if you've seen any of these stories out here about artists signing these death deals, basically, uh slavery deals, uh, where, where some white guy done got you signing your whole life away and you just ecstatic because you get to be on, on the radio, but next thing you know, 30 years later you're still paying this man from way back in the day. So think about this. You signed a the, the you know a standard hip hop contract, one of these death deals, and you gotta share that damn money with 10 other people or nine other people. You can't live off of that. How the hell are you going to live off of that? That's not even money. My cousin is in TLC. My cousin is, uh, her name is Tian, Tian Watkins. And uh, our grandfathers are brothers. Her grandfather's name is Sam. My grandfather's name is Matt. They are brothers. And so Tian got really famous with TLC. And I was really, I thought it was awesome to find out she was my cousin. And every time I hear anybody in the music industry talk about the deal that TLC signed, it, they they literally talk about it like 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 signing that deal was their economic funeral. That literally they were put in a situation for whatever reason where they did all the damn work <laughs> and got none of the money. Now, mind you, though, Pebbletone and the people that signed them, they're the ones who put up all the money. They had to make the massive investment to make them famous. And, and remember this, if the artist doesn't blow up, nobody uh, sort of nobody reimburses the record label. Uh, for a failed artist. So you might put $100,000 into an artist that goes flat and nobody's going to show up and make sure you get your reparations. So ultimately what I think occurs in this industry is it's a little bit like the venture capital space. The venture capital space is a space where you invest in 10 different entities and one of them becomes successful and you make so much money from that one success that it makes up for the nine failures, the nine losses. So I think that hip hop music or music industry in general is kind of built that way. Uh, a lot of the power dynamic is in favor of the labels and not the artists. And uh, and so ultimately, to be honest with you, I would never, ever, ever want to be a rapper. I would never, ever, ever want to be a gangster rapper because you're in a, an environment where you should get some fucking hazard pay for the for the dangers that you're being exposed to. The influences, the uh, the amount of debt that some of these individuals end up taking on. I would never in a million years ever want to be a rapper because that is just a horrible space to be, in my opinion. I know we get caught up in the fame and the glitch and the glamour of it, but I think Method Man, it seems to me, I get a sense that he's gotten smart enough. When I did sit and talk to him, I can tell you the one thing that I did notice when I talked to him was um, I the same day I met Method Man, I met Damon Wayans. I did not feel the same talking to Method that I felt talking to Damon. When I talked to Damon, I felt like he saw he, he saw right through me He wasn't, or it or looked right past me. He wasn't really sort of embracing and engaging in the conversation. He was kind of doing what I call celebrity talk, where they just kind of talk and and, and they don't hear anything you're saying because they think that they're so important. Method was different. When I talked to Method, man, it was me and him sitting in a room together for about 40 minutes. Every comment was, thought, was thoughtful. Uh, it, he responded to everything I said. He processed every word that came out of my mouth. I processed every word that came out of his. And I said, OK, this is a really intelligent guy. So, so imagine being trapped inside the body and the mind of a an intelligent black man, where you live in a world where people expect you to behave like a fifty-one year old teenager. Like, imagine, imagine that like the real the real you is, is is it wants to sit down and have intelligent dis- discussions. You want to contemplate. The, the reason we exist. You want to think about all these deep things, but you can't because everybody wants you to do stuff you did when you were 25 or 22 years old. Now I'm not saying Wu Tang is, is a bunch of idiots. They're not, they have some really deep guys in there. I mean, some of the RZA and Gizzo and some of those other guys are doing really amazing stuff. And I'm really impressed by that, but I really, really understand what he's saying. And the word I want y'all to walk away with is the word options. I want to, everybody type the word options in the chat to get what I'm saying. Options is what you want when it comes to your wealth because options is basically the same thing as freedom. Anybody who has options, this comes from option. And when I was getting in my PhD, I studied option pricing theory. And one of the things about options that that uh, that I remember understanding is that options always have value. They have a you can never be worse off by having more options. Also, options give you more power. Part of the reason that the white man has his foot on your neck. That's why you got to protect your neck. Get it. Wu-Tang fans get that. So so, so the reason the white man has his foot on your neck is because you're not raised to have options. You get on that shitty job. They're treating you like a Negro and you hate it and you're mad as hell, but you can't quit because you have no options. There's nowhere else you can go. Nowhere else you can go to get that bread. Think about it. If there was somebody who said, look, don't worry about it. Just come over here. I'll give you $8,000 a month to pay your bills. You'd be out of there in a minute. Well, you never got options. Right. And the same thing is true. Whether you're talking about uh, options in life, options in dating. Think about it. When you ever see a relationship where one person has a lot of options and the other one doesn't, who has the most power in that relationship? The the, the girl that has a ton of options or her boyfriend who ain't got no options at all or vice versa. The, The person who has the options usually wins in any relationship, including your relationship with racism. That is just a fundamental fact. So when he said I had options, I said, good for you, man. You got options, and that's why they're confused because they believe that black men ain't never supposed to have no options, that your best option is to take whatever we're offering you, whatever little scraps and crumbs we're giving you, and apparently Method has made some moves. Let us put him in a position where he has options. I'm not mad at that, and I don't think anybody should be mad at him at all for any of that. Um, so, uh, so, it, so, to the Wu Tang fans, if I if I insulted anything or, or upset you in any way just know, uh, just understand. I I just don't give a shit, but at the same time, I respect you and I appreciate you. And I hope you'll consider my point of view. And, uh, last but not least, I want to remind everybody that if you want to join us at the all black national convention, we're going to be there in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's for all people that are B1 that put the black community first, that believe in black family, black wealth, black education, black people, period. We're no corporate sponsors. We're getting it done on our own. Uh, we're going to be in Charlotte. Hundreds of us will be there if you want to join the, the, the tribe, just go to voicewalkins.com just for this weekend only. This weekend only, you can get 30% off your passes of any level, any caliber. We do this every year. So, uh, so this weekend, if your money's tight, this will be a time to get your tickets now uh, while the price is a little bit lower. All right, everybody. So do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Share, subscribe. And also, um, yeah, Brandon says you're literally everywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? We, we, uh, we, we, we try to do what the white man does. We, 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 we distribute our content on a lot of platforms. We even on Spotify and Apple. So, if you have Spotify, just look up the Dr. Boyce breakdown on Spotify. You can find us. And also, if you have a black owned business and you like, or a platform or a brand, and you'd like to market on this platform and get a Dr. Boyce shout out, just go to drboycefinance.com. That's the URL on the screen. Uh, feel free to do that. Fill out the form. There's a small fee, but I will give you a shout out on this platform. So, anyway, take care, guys. Have a good day. God bless you. And uh, have a wonderful day. I'll see you. So, take care now. Peace. Here we
1: are clan the Islam's cataclysm great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones too late. Now family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power. Never be fake. Stick to coast side for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs. Support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees.